Hello and welcome to the Age of Light podcast. I'm your host, Darlene, a certified coach and hypnotist that is dedicated to supporting you as you reignite your fire. Together, we will cover topics from well-being and spirituality to confidence and business. Get ready to be activated and receive your permission slip to be authentically you and live beyond limits. So let's shake up your belief system and step through the portal of possibilities. Be warned, this podcast will lift your vibration. Hello and welcome back to another episode. This one is with Erica. I actually met Erica through hosting Circles and Leads. She was one of the people that allowed me to rent her space, especially last year. And she's incredible. It has been absolutely wonderful to see her journey unfold to where she is now as a relationship coach. And some of the things that she shared on here were absolutely incredible. I cannot wait for you to listen to this. And as always, leave a review and feel free to drop me or Erica a message as to what resonated with you throughout this episode. So yeah, enjoy. Hello and welcome to the podcast, Erica Marmai. Hi. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. It's so good to be here. Thanks, darling. It's so good to see you again. It's been so long. Um, I think the last time I saw you, um, we were sat in this farm in Leeds and it was pouring it down. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we had one umbrella with us. Yes. I remember that. Oh, that just came to me. Yes. Oh, that, that was so funny. <laughs> Because um, it was it was super sunny and then suddenly it was just like pouring it down. I still remember that. A big grey cloud came over us and washed all the things away, all the things, all the heaviness away, and all refreshed once again. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, it's so good to have you here. Um, and yeah, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling really good, really positive, and. Um, really calm and excited to be here and also ready to you know just have a nice conversation it's really good to have people in my life to have deep honest conversations with Mm -hmm. so blessed and happy yeah all good I'm so happy to have you here um it's so interesting because we met through idealistics which um was your yoga studio massage business um and I remember I think I met you through when I used to host circles at Shang Yoga yes yes that when they closed Sam referred me to you and said message Erica and that's how I got in touch with you and then I hosted a circle there and we got talking from there that's great that's right yeah thanks for recalling that I, yeah I do remember now, but I forgot that that's how we connected in the first place, yes. Yeah, and I was just thinking about it as well, because um, I was trying to figure out how it all started, because it feels like so long ago now that all of that has happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess, tell us your journey. Tell us what has led you here today. Well, um, since you mentioned ID Holistics, so ID Holistics was born just under seven years ago, and I think... I think then when I first started practicing 
body therapies and massage I didn't quite know that I wanted to be self-employed but as soon as I kind of gave that possibility a go it became like my everything you know I was like right I'm working definitely towards letting go of my office job and my other two part-time jobs I was like constantly you know overworking and you know kind of doing things that didn't really fulfill me and body therapies is something that I've always been passionate about because I've really enjoyed it myself I've always been someone who's I guess struggled with like being present and I found without knowing it at the time that with touch I was really able to let go and de-stress and just let go of all my worries and dropping the body to like just take a break from a very busy stressed and overwhelmed mind Mm -hmm. so I guess I've embarked the journey studying going back to college when I was like 28 it was quite late um yeah to train and do something that I thought was going to be more aligned with who I am and it turned out that that it was actually so set up ID Holistics then trained to become a yoga teacher which I really was also passionate about Mm -hmm. it was very healing for me at the time just like massage to practice yoga and um you know as as we learn as I guess healers and some you know people who are drawn to help others that you know we first help ourselves we know what what works for us and therefore we want to pass it on to you know the rest of the world and so that's kind of what I've done um but I always knew that like I as much as I enjoyed with helping people with their bodies and becoming more connected to themselves in that way that I think deep down there's also like uh, you know part of us that kind of it's in some way we abandon over time and that's our soul that's like our true feelings our emotions are how we operate in the world on an energetic level and on a relational level so yeah so long story short in recent years entering a relationship myself I you know went through a period of challenge with my partner and that led me to relationship coaching which is why now that's you know I'm making this my journey long long long-term journey you know um you know I I define myself as a relationship coach and a self-discovery guide really um yeah and that's that's why I'm here really to help people just having amazing relationships starting with the one with themselves Mm. yeah oh wow I never thought of that um for some reason (laughs) every single time I think relationship coach I think a relationship between two people but um wow yeah the relationship with yourself yes um and what has been like the main biggest pivotal point in your life to kind of I guess take a more holistic approach to your life Mm, oh there's been so many um wow okay I think just realizing and I can't think of a specific time I think it had been like maybe over a period of a year a lot of kind of like red flags start to pop up and that they helped me realize that I was in some way addicted addicted to stress mm-hmm. I was really just coping you know mm-hmm. um and that had a real negative effect on my relationships around me and you know so I think I think realizing what stress meant for me and how 
it had been a part of my life since my life since I was a really young like a, a young child and um and just realizing that like I was just surrounding myself with people that weren't necessarily emotionally available because I wasn't looking at my own emotions and when I started to look at my own stress and you know kind of delving deeper into what that meant and how it manifested in my life and the causes that uh, what it was causing that I I start to look at like myself first and just realize that I was the common denominator is the reason why I couldn't really connect with people on a deep level as much as I really really wanted you know I really desired deep connection but in some way I was stopping that my stress was was really stopping me from creating great friendships and you know having partnerships that made me feel good so yeah I think pivotal moment was just when I realized that stress was really affecting me and that kind of started was was the first step to realize that it was obviously more to it and that led me to then soul search a little bit more yeah well I can really resonate with that um because I, I mean I'm still learning a lot about it and a lot about my personal stress points um and the kind of that kind of addiction to it um and then because you said something that really really clicked with me is i really want deep connections but then this stress addiction kind of just really gets in the way of that because um you just become so fiery all the time to the point that you're i feel so incapable sometimes of receiving Mm. of receiving of letting myself just chill out and just receive whatever love comes at, at me because I'm so stressed and constantly just so on like on certain parts of my life I was so on flight fight or flight mode that there was just no capacity for me to receive because I just blocked myself away from all of that um so I really resonate with everything that you say and it is a big it is such a big thing to realize that stop pointing the finger to kind of like stop pointing the finger at everyone else and to kind of just go back inside um is there anything that you would say to people who might be listening to this and might be struggling with that struggling with stress you say or anything else you mean yeah yeah well yes you you said you said something you know right like stop pointing the finger and i think so many of us are afraid of looking at our stuff and our baggage if so we want to call it I think our baggage is so valuable because it holds so much knowledge about who we are and where we've been and sometimes that I think I think our history can be really scary to look at and especially if we're still letting our past hold us back in the present moment so because that can be scary and can be overwhelming to look at because we are fearful of change and transitioning you know into something better because we don't know what that might look like we look at other people so we we send our focus and attention externally and then we get caught up in the blame in the judgment in just kind of looking at everybody else so that we don't have to deal with our own shit <laughs> excuse my french but that's that's kind of a really important point to make i think because it's something that we all have in common whether we like it or not <laughs> at least some of us at some 
point of our life have experienced you know that kind of realization they're like ah like is it just really the world that it's completely wrong and it's to blame for or do I have a part as well and this is a lot of um you know it's a huge um part of the work that I'm doing when I work with people in coaching you know to just help them understand what their part is because then they get to look at themselves first and feel empowered because in the moment we like point the finger at everybody else we lose so much of our power and we feel disempowered and therefore we get caught up in the blame cycle in you know complaining about everybody and feeling like in some way we don't have choice Mm -hmm. but we always do and usually the first choice to make is to choose to look at ourselves and that's where we start if we are willing and if we are open and ready to change Mm -hmm. so that's what I would say and it's okay people are not ready for change you know it's okay if there aren't sometimes we feel like everybody should be doing the work all the time but it's okay if people don't want to you know it can be really difficult for some of us and it's really challenging yet very rewarding work if we are willing to accept it as part of our growth journey but again not all of us are wired in a way that makes them feel good about it at least not at the beginning so Mm. yeah Yeah. I hope that answers your question no absolutely I think it's always a an uncomfortable kind of conversation to have with yourself um Mm -hmm. to just kind of realize that because especially you know, when we already have this kind of inner battle constantly to admit that there is something that could be changed can be very triggering for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure we all have at least met a few people in our lives where we really want to talk to them about this, but we know that it is probably gonna set off something that is not very welcome. So totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, not everyone's ready to hear that truth, to, you know, to just accept the change is possible. And um, people are happy in their comfort zone. And um, sometimes it's just the way they live their lives. And our work in that is just to, I think, do our best to accept everybody for who they are. And I think when we don't, it's when we invite suffering into our life, is that resistance to acceptance which can be challenging in some cases of course but you know just our work is to learn to accept people and love them anyway you know so they can be themselves and if we want to add to that just share our experience with them so in some way we might plant a seed and help them indirectly or directly without knowing and one day they might feel inspired you know but there hasn't I think what I used to do is like hope and like almost expect somebody to feel inspired by things that I found useful you know and then be disappointed but in the moment I just shared because I wanted to share my experience without attachment to the outcome mm-hmm. we're just there to listen and in some way that they found benefit in my story and sometimes I still have people now come to me you know what I remember when you told me that and I remembered and and you know I you know you inspired me in some way and some people never came back you know and told me that but that's okay yeah. um oh yeah accepting people and then and then just being ourselves and sharing as much as we feel comfortable sharing can be really impactful in itself mm, yeah I love that I wish you had an experience maybe two hours ago that um really reminded me of exactly what you're speaking about now 
um, I had to go to the car garage and I don't like going to that garage because I, they, they honestly, I feel like they hate their jobs. Um, not just that particular car garage. The last time I went, I felt so unwelcome and just very belittled. And, um, I was like, oh, I'm never coming back here. But because the part that might need replacing is under warranty, I have to go back there. So today I was like, okay, well, we're going back there. And I swung open the door and was, hello, hi. And I had never seen anyone so unhappy to see me. They They didn't even say hello. They literally just looked me up and down and were like, what? Um, and I just, I instead, usually old me would have been like, oh God, here we go. But I just, I just kept going and I was, I was myself despite what was happening and I didn't take it personally, which is a huge win because so often we can just be so caught up in other people's energy and just immediately give in, give away our power. And then by the end of that conversation, you know what, he was actually smiling. Um, which was a huge win and I thought it, I didn't think he was um, he was ever going to you know smile or wish me a good rest of my day but he did um, and we never know what kind of impact we might have on other people right we don't and sometimes we want to know but um, I think it's just having that trust that, like the more we are ourselves and more authentic mm-hmm more we don't have to worry I think you know um so yeah totally I've had many of those experiences before so I totally get what you mean and um it's just having that kind of compassion in some way to just see hey these people are probably here not really wanting to be here and it's some way it makes sense that they feel the way they do or at least that they seem that they feel in a certain way right Mm -hmm. I think one thing that really helped me actually to expect less of people and to just stop complaining about them and stop judging Mm. although judgment is always going to be part of our lives just like anything else and it's Mm. necessary in some cases but you know like I didn't want to judge something in a malicious way anymore and I think I used to be so different Mm. do that a lot growing up and uh, that was learned behavior so I had to let go of that judgment because it didn't make me feel good you know but I started to make sense of other people's situations like when you put one and one together you're like oh of course somebody's reacting in a certain way you know of course they've been like this because it just makes sense and for me to try and make their experience a different one so that I can feed my ego you know to like feel like oh you know I've been treated this way or I should take it personally you know it's never really about us and we think it is but it's not and um you know we can really look at the other person and be like, I'm going to try and make sense of your situation right now and I'll do my best to do that. And that usually helps me, you know, get rid of any uh, sense of judgment towards people and yeah. come to them with more acceptance and love and compassion. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Because I, I honestly, hands down, I probably was that person when I worked at a sandwich shop years ago. Yes. Um, and I felt I I remember what a shift it was when someone would come in with a big smile and you know speak to me and um, actually treat me like a human being so it is I mean yeah we all go through so many of those experiences Um, it is 
it is insane how big of an impact we have on each other on those on those terms that I think we were so quick to kind of suppress that and be like yeah no that happened but yeah right yeah we were all I think the reason why we relate to people like that is because we were there once ourselves in some way you know and so everything we judge outside of outside of us is because once we were there in the same position as them or we at least judge ourselves for the same reasons so it's really good to again have that self-inquiry and going you know changing changing direction and going inward instead of just always pointing outside of us um yeah thank you for sharing that that's makes sense to me too <laughs> I, I remember being that person too in many different kind of jobs and situations mm-hmm. so yeah absolutely I think it's interesting um I was actually thinking about this recently is because I used to be very gossipy I used to not gossip for necessarily my own pleasure but because it's such a societal thing that you do especially in between women I found is like the more gossip you have the more liked you are um and I grew up like that and that narrative kind of carried on for a while especially with people that I didn't have much in common with I would you know resource to gossiping because that would make it interesting and I think that starts a lot of it for at least in my eyes I'm 100% sure I'm no expert but I feel like that starts so much of the judgment that then you carry on or I carried on towards other women was through that because for some reason my brain would store things as leverage quote unquote to then give to other people but it never made me feel good it was always just this kind of survival necessity that I kept doing it was so so bizarre yes for sure so strange yeah yeah it's so important to just have that to have the the willingness I think to cultivate self-awareness mm-hmm. you know that's where it all begins yeah no absolutely yeah no I really noticed it a few years ago and I was like well I'm gonna change that because it's actually not serving anyone um and to be, it always comes back around it always comes back around whatever you give comes back around so um yeah anyways um what I, I love asking this question to to everyone who comes on, but was what is one thing from your medicine, no matter what that is, that you will never stop doing? Mm. Okay. <laughs> it can be a few, doesn't just have to be one if you have like a top three or something. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I never thought about this, so it's interesting. I might have to come back to it later, but I think what comes to mind first, one thing about my medicine I will never stop doing, it's to be curious. Mm. Like, I think curiosity comes quite naturally to me, to be honest. So it might be a little bit biased in that sense. Like, I think I am just really curious Mm. I think curiosity allows me to tap into possibilities and possibilities to me means abundance you know like not just abundance but like transformation and change I think one thing I really struggle with is to feel stuck to be stuck and stagnant it's not for me it's never been and I really feel trapped when I'm in that state 
you know and I think it's that out of comfort zone thing like I really thrive when I put myself out of comfort zone and it's challenging but I know that if I'm just curious about what's possible then things get a little bit lighter you know it doesn't all have to be incredibly challenging when things are changing but I think being curious about both myself and others helps me feel like I'm constantly growing and you know I'm becoming constantly this person that is a little bit wiser a little bit more knowledgeable every day without you know feeling like there will be one day where I'll just know it all because that's never going to happen (laughs) um so yeah I think growing and being curious is the one top thing for me one of my highest values for sure wow I love that um when you were speaking I was actually I was getting curious um (laughs) um, with your relationship work Mm -hmm especially in terms of, you know, just people relationship with yourself, what have you found as like the number one barrier that we kind of face? Number one barrier we face. Oh, okay. Um, it's avoiding conflict. Oh, yes. Because when we enter conflict, there is a very high chance or a risk that we're going to be rejected and abandoned, which is the deepest fear humans have. So, yeah, we avoid conflict at all costs. Sometimes we cause ourselves so much pain to avoid conflict because we are fearful that we're going to be alone. And so normalizing conflict and welcome it into our lives as part of just something that happens to us as humans for us. Yeah. It's um it's something that I really uh encourage. So yeah. What would you say about people who because I'm guessing there's, you know, like a healthy level of conflict. Mm-hmm. Um for those people who kind of I guess you call it an addiction who really want to want to have a lot of conflict mm. um i'm curious what what kind of what, what is happening for them do you think yeah so what comes to mind first is like when we reach out you know if if our aim whether that's conscious or unconscious and we end up having conflict a lot mm. i start to think about communication like um as a call for attention we want to be seen we want to feel heard understood and sometimes we surround ourselves with people who just aren't emotionally available or we are not trained to ask for what we need in any other way other than through conflict Mm. and so it all gets messy because we don't know how to ask for what we need and therefore the other person we might want to connect with doesn't have the capacity to understand what we need and so we end up in conflict and and I think that you know I think that's you know any any form of um communication is an expression of a need so it doesn't matter how that comes out like every time we open our mouth and try to say something underlying underneath all the layers of the words and the tone and whatever is that communication is about 
there is an expression of need beneath that. So for us, it's like to understand what is that need? What am I trying to get from this conversation, conflict, whatever is it that we are trying to put out there? Mm. That makes sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, It's so interesting as well that, um, because I I can't remember where I heard about this um, for the life of me, but it really clicked in my head you know asking for what we need isn't a bad thing because we associate so much you know the word needy like we Mm -hmm. hear that a lot especially if i don't know you're you're in a relationship when you're 14 and your high school boyfriend or whatever tells you oh you're being so needy and it's kind of starts getting really associated for um for us that that means a bad thing like you shouldn't be needy you shouldn't ask for what you need but you have to work for it which, um, you know, it's, it's kind of a very toxic association to it. Um, so it's very interesting kind of to just really, I think it was, I can't remember who, but I, I wrote down all the things that I needed and I was like, wow, um, to kind of really break down this idea that that's such a bad thing to ask for what we need in the core of us. Yeah. And the funny thing is that without needs, we wouldn't be alive today. Mm-hmm oh yeah today so it's um it's something that has been you know coated with negativity mm-hmm. and just because we have i think the reason why it's in some way almost a taboo right people don't talk about their needs and because there's shame behind it there is guilt behind it and i think it's because we come from a certain era where survival was at the top of the list right so there's no time to be needy we just need to survive and get on with whatever happens in our day and just get food on the table and you know no time for needs but now we're getting we're entering a new stage a new era where like we understand that communicating each other's needs it's a way to evolve from survival to a place of thriving you know if we really are there and I see this with people I coach and in you know my own personal life it's like the more we learn how to express our needs in a healthy way and have a conversation that brings us together in a healthy open loving way then like you know we all turn out to be much more fulfilled because I get what I need you get what you need and without also attachment you know because sometimes especially in an intimate partnership the other person can't always be there and we have to be prepared to accept that you know and that's when we turn to ourselves and resource within ourselves so that we can meet our own needs before we expect somebody else to do that for us Mm -hmm. um so yeah, just having a conversation about needs can open so much potential and it's really just about being fulfilled mm. and living a life with a little bit less fear, you know, and yeah, I think needs are such an important part of, you know, childhood psychology as well. Like in when we are born, the first two needs that we learn to ask as we are like, you know, babies the first second we're born we cry and that's self-expression that's need number one alongside attachment is two actually and attachment is literal physical attachment so a baby when it's not in connection with the mother will feel like it's about to die the baby naturally the nervous system of the baby will will tell him that if there is no attachment physical connection 
they will die. Therefore, they learn to cry and self-express to get that attachment, that connection, so they feel safe enough, you know, to, I guess, continue to grow and live. So they're the two basic ones that are necessary for us to literally survive. Mm. And then there's other ones, different levels that we, as grown-ups, get the chance to cultivate. And um, some of us receive from our caretakers, some of us don't. And they are the needs that actually allow us to thrive, not just survive. Um, but because we don't know what they are and what they mean and how they manifest in our life, we often grow up feeling insecure and cultivating insecure attachment styles. Mm. Um, so, yeah, very interesting. Very, very interesting. I'm a bit of a nerd around that, to be honest. <laughs> I love that. I love hearing about it. Um, yeah. With, um, you know... What would you say to someone who's listening right now mm. who is trying to figure out their needs, but they have no idea where to start? Mm, good question. Thank you. Okay. Well, I would say that if they're trying to figure out what the needs are is because they are feeling at least one of their needs hasn't been met. Mm. Right. So it's like, I guess the question I would probably ask is like, well, first of all, it's like, what do you need? Right. If you if we are talking about an intimate relationship. It's like and usually, you know, people will come to me with like, oh, I just need my partner to like start, I don't know, washing up the liquid, washing up the, the dishes or like doing their own wash you know like something really silly and superficial but to people that's really important why because they don't feel maybe their time has been valued they don't feel like they understand I don't know how much energy they're putting into their relationship but they're also not sharing it you know so I think I would probably just ask what is it that you need where is it that you feel like you're not getting right now mm-hmm. um and then just kind of peel the layers, like, what does that actually mean? Or, you know, a, one common one is, for example, oh, my partner never listens to me. Mm-hmm. So that means you're not, fe- you don't feel heard, mm-hmm. right? And that's when there's a tendency to blame, you know, and say, oh, but he doesn't listen to me. And it's like, well, is there anything you can do to make yourself feel heard? Does he even know that this is how you feel? Mm-hmm. Right? There are ways to slowly... Uh, collaborate I think collaboration is something that can really help people um, having their needs met and just communication in general Mm -hmm. so just asking yourself what you need in the first place what's missing and then just get real about it you know okay well you didn't feel like he or she is listening to you Mm -hmm. just look at what does that mean you know keep asking yourself question again that curiosity Mm-hmm. I was like, what does that actually mean yeah. and, and keep keep asking questions I think self-inquiry and self-reflection it's necessary to do this kind of work mm-hmm. um yeah I mean there's so much more that I could add about needs but but I, yeah I think it, it very it really depends on on the person too yeah no I love that I mean I was trying to figure out my love language for such a long time and yeah. every single time I took a test it gave me all of them it was like oh you're a little bit you know 20% 20% but so I found it very difficult to pinpoint what I needed because I was like oh I need everything mm-hmm. um but funnyly enough actually um over the last few weeks me and my partner saw this challenge on TikTok which is actually really interesting um 
It's a 30 day challenge. And each one of us wrote down on pieces of paper something for the other one to do. But we wouldn't know, like we would just pick up the paper and for example, his would say, um, go have a coffee with me. Or um, the other day, <laughs> the other day I set up a whole um, outdoor at night, we roasted marshmallows um, and just ideas like that, like things that we would want the other one to do for us. Um, or that we need from the other person. And that made me realize that words of affirmation was my love language, which I had no idea about. But every time I would write, it would always be about tell me this or ask me about this or talk to me about this. And it became very clear that that's kind of more what I needed. But mm -hmm. it's such an interesting thing to do because you also get to do the things for the other person and kind of, I guess, um, wire start wiring your brain to you know connect those dots together um so yeah i just wanted to share that because i thought that it's really fun and it's really helpful yeah the love languages was actually one of the first books i've read that related to relationships so thank you for sharing that that's i found it to be super interesting too and um and actually it's a book that I recommend people to read as like one of the first books when they start the journey, because it just helps you almost like self-assess and just understand what is it, that, how is it that you are showing love to people, first of all? What is your main way uh, to show love to people? Because a lot of the time we don't communicate that in a real meaningful way that comes from a place of presence. Mm -hmm. You say, oh, I love you. Like, you know, we kind of, kind of say it as as a passing comment sometimes you know but it's like well in which other ways are you actually showing that love to somebody and in which way do you like to receive love too you know um and it's really interesting yeah because I when I read that I I realized that um I'm going to share my story about that because it's it's it really makes sense and it really goes to show how powerful just knowing your love language and, and knowing what you need it is like I my partner and I had just moved in together and we had been together for almost two years by then so we just moved in together and I was just getting so frustrated this is be before I trained as, as a coach and mm. I was like he's just quite a quiet person we're both quite similar we like to be introverted and equally you know be together but we like our own space but I like to talk about my feelings. I like to express the things that are going on inside of me. And I need somebody who's available to hear me out, you know, so that I don't feel like I'm going crazy in my own head. Um, just like processing all these feelings and emotions and shifts, which I find really exciting. But sometimes if I don't actually vocally express them, I can feel like I'm getting caught up in, in them a little bit, you know. So I find real benefit in sharing them and um, being open about them. It makes me feel good. And I didn't quite know this at the time, but when I when, when I read the book, we actually read it together at separate times. Like we kind of read a chapter each, you know, um, and then kind of discussed it. And, uh, you know, I was getting so frustrated because I was like, oh, he just doesn't really ask me any questions. I feel like every time I want to talk, I have to go up to him. And then, you know, I feel like I'm just kind of nagging him maybe, which is a big one for us women, especially, um, you know, this sense of like nagging somebody or just going on and on about things. Mm -hmm. um, 
but really I wasn't taking responsibility for the fact that like what I really needed it's quality time with somebody and that is for sure my main top is the way I like to receive love the most when somebody gives me deep presence you know I really enjoy when somebody is present in the room with me hearing me out um and when there is a space to have a conversation so quality time slash quality conversations was one of mine and when I realized that he was like oh yeah that totally makes sense like you come to me quite often and it's like it feels like you're kind of rushing through what you're saying because I think what I didn't realize that I didn't quite feel like I deserved that time Mm. you know so the fact that I had to ask for it was quite challenging for me but when I noticed that it was like my top one thing that I've really valued and found important to feel fulfilled in the relationship you know we just had to create the time and now what we do is something that we try to actually um, share with everybody we know it's a weekly check-in on a Sunday evening we come together whether before or after dinner and we sit in front of each other and we create a space we call it our Sunday check-in where we just ask a few questions to each other and we just open up about how a week has been and speak about how we feel in the moment and also how we want to show up in the week that's coming up mm-hmm. so so that's my my space to know that I can share openly how I feel and everything so I don't have to worry like oh he's just you know maybe like I was just worrying that he didn't want to speak to me. He didn't want to hear me out and things like that. But now I know that, you know, he's just another human going through the motions himself and there's nothing personal, you know. So I had to demand and in some way ask for that time to begin with. But now it becomes really useful for both of us. And he really sees the value in that because our relationship has improved so much since. Mm-hmm. So we trusted that our needs are something valuable, not just for ourselves, but for each other and for the relationship itself. Mm-hmm. yeah wow. really cool I highly uh, encourage people to look into it <laughs> wow. thank you so much for sharing that that is so so cool yeah um, well what do you love the most about your life today how it is at the moment mm. okay what I love the most about my life today is that I can finally feel safe being who I am and having people around me I think the people around me really um who allow me to be who I am not that I wouldn't be you know but I guess it's my choice to be who I am authentically but I feel safe around people I guess feeling safe around people and really helped me kind of come out of my shell over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, just knowing myself and just having this sense of curiosity again for, yeah. you know, always wanting to know more about who I am because I think we are a work in progress and we'll always will be. Mm-hmm. So just enjoy having this inquis- self-inquisitive energy about me. And, and because I keep growing, you know people around me are open to growth as well and you know this sense of growing together is really what makes me feel deeply fulfilled yeah yeah wow I love that I love that a lot um it's been amazing I mean even though I haven't been where you are 
this whole time it's always so wonderful to see where you are now and you know where you were three years ago um and how happy you are with where you are going as well so it's really exciting yeah thank you sometimes I have to pinch myself I really have spent so much so many of my early years and all my through from my 20s as well going through quite a lot of darkness and you know the usual dark nights of the soul and like feeling quite lonely and um not really knowing how to tap into this sense of fulfillment and sometimes I really have to stop and look back and be like wow mm-hmm. you know if this is possible this is all I wish for people to to experience you know this transformation that we all have capacity to experience um it's kind of really why we're here you know why not giving it a go so mm-hmm. It's my long-term mission. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Well, is there anything else that is coming up for you where you're like, I'd kick myself if I didn't share this right now? <laughs> Gosh, I could speak forever. Um, What could I say? What could I say? Um, Yeah, I I don't know. I think I think I I really feel for people who find it difficult to ask for help, mm-hmm. you know, and that they repress that need. Um, and I just want to remind everyone that we are wired for connection. We are not here to do any of this alone. And I just. I really, really want to personally be almost like an anch- like an anchor to people mm-hmm. who need a little bit of courage, you know, to ask for help. So I want I want to create safety before anything for anybody out there who doesn't feel safe. And yeah, and I just really wish uh, that we could all understand how useful it is to be in community and to be deeply known in in that setting so yeah find your people find your people you know and if you don't just look inward first and 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 when you're ready to ask for help please do Mm. eventually you'll you'll find what you're looking for Mm. yeah yeah i love that especially from someone who well, I, I used to never ask for help. I did everything by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I work, I've been working really hard on it over the last few years as well, because uh, my partner pointed it out to me <laughs> that um, I would never ask for help, but then I would complain about the fact that I had to do everything alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a very big pointer that I needed, that I needed more support um, personally. and. That is such a big thing and it's something that I'm very big on today as well as dropping that ego or whatever you've been taught that you need to do by yourself. You don't have to do it by yourself. Um, yeah. And there's no there's no more success in doing it by yourself. Right. There's so much more joy when you're doing it with someone else, I find. 100%. And I think especially, um, you know, I, I love the idea of like cultivating each other's differences you know because sometimes we feel we find ourselves to uh, in some way we think somebody else's differences 
mean that we can't connect with them. But if anything, each other's like our differences add more value to the connection we can create, you know, and 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 there is a reason why we think we should be doing things alone, you know. I think that's been a strategy maybe that we cultivated since we were young. We had to, you know, like we said, get on with it and just figure it out all on our own. And that's a great skill to have and we shouldn't really let go of it, but equally also understanding that it is only really through other people's and our relationship to others that we truly get to know ourselves you know one thing is to sit in meditation and just figure out all our things all our issues uh in meditation and putting our thoughts together and making sense of it and one other is to have somebody giving you feedback and sharing you know um how you make them feel and vice versa you know that's that's really where the growth happens and we can find each other and we can find safety and connection and love and all the things that we really are here to experience mm-hmm. well, yeah 100 yeah um yeah no thank you so much for sharing that um where can people find you where can people find you oh thank you um okay so i'm going through a bit of a rebrand I am currently planning to let go of the brand ID Holistics and just um, just be me, I guess, not hide behind the name of a business, but just um, just you know, since I'm working with people, I don't, I don't, I, you know, I want people to find me as soon as they come across my pages. So um, my Instagram might be the best place right now. So it's Erica underscore Marmai, and I also have my personal page, which is Erica underscore feels. Um, and I will have a new website coming up over the next couple of months. I'm not sure when this podcast will be um, live, but it's going to be just www.ericamarmai.com. Mm-hmm. And I also will have soon a free Facebook group for people to join where they can get um, support and feel like they have a place to go to be inspired and encouraged to do the inner work um but also do it so that they can share their journey so it's kind of like a mixture of like doing your inner work and then feeling inspired to share in community which i think it's the real powerful thing um and um i will post about that on my instagram Mm -hmm. um as soon as it's ready so yeah Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much, Erica, for coming on today and chatting to me about all of this. Thank you so much for having me. It's like so great, like I said, to connect with people who feel aligned and interested in this work and growth minded. So thank you for doing the work yourself and bringing this to light and um, yeah, for sharing it with the world. 